What's up, everybody? Welcome to another episode of Outside Perspective. I am your host, Adam Meredith, a.k.a. your favorite light-skinned celebrity's generic version. Oh, man, that's so funny to me. Um, I say that because it doesn't matter where I'm at or or when in like when it is uh if whoever is light skinned or right now because I have long hair whoever has long hair uh I look like them I when I lived in San Antonio it was Tony Parker I get told I look like like the little rock when people see my tattoos um I get told I look like Aquaman all the time I get told I look like uh what's his name fucking uh I think his name's Jesse Williams. I think I think that's his name. He was on uh, Grey's Anatomy. Like you name it, I fucking look like that to somebody. So that is why I am your favorite light-skinned celebrity's generic version. If you are wondering, Whew, man, we have a good episode for you today. Before I get to the guest, though. I have to ask you if you are enjoying the show, if you're getting some, uh, if you're gaining some perspective, if you are getting value, just do me a favor and head over to Apple Podcasts. If you're listening there, leave a rating and review. Also, share the show. Tell a friend. Tell one friend. Uh, one friend per episode. So if you get value out of this episode, tell a friend. If you get value out of the last episode, tell a friend for that one. If you get value out of the next one, tell another friend. Uh, this helps the show grow. And if you do leave the ratings and reviews on Apple Podcasts, that makes the show even more discoverable. So it helps people find us. And I cannot thank you enough for doing that. So it all helps. And you may be listening, but you might not be subscribed. So go ahead and hit that subscribe button on whatever platform you're listening to or you're listening on. Uh, hit that subscribe button. Everything helps. And I will be eternally grateful to you guys for doing that. Uh, so let's get to the guest. I am sitting down with Mike Diamond. Mike is for sure one of the most interesting guys that I've met. I, I said at the end of the, the podcast, he is uh, he's my Steve Maxwell. And that's because I don't know any – Mike's 30 years older than me. I'm, I'm 32. I'm pretty sure he's 62. Maybe he just turned 63. But he is in phenomenal shape. He always says he doesn't he doesn't know what you know age feels like because he's always moving. He he stays in 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 great shape. He takes care of himself. He challenges himself and you know it's he's the perfect example of what it means just to continually take care of yourself and to always be improving. And uh I I don't think I've ever met anybody that is is in that amount, like in that grade of shape at his age, and that he is exactly what I aspire to be. So the first time I was even really aware of that was whenever I listened to a JRE episode with a guy by the name of Steve Maxwell, and uh, it's it's just so cool to to be able to uh, you know to get to know Mike and to hear his stories. You know he's done a lot. He was in Hollywood for for a number of years. Um, he brought Karav Maga to St. Louis. He trains jujitsu now, and you know he's just he's just a phenomenal human being. So really excited to get uh, you know get the chance to just shoot the shit with him and just learn more about you know the things he's done and and hear some of his stories. So I'm really excited to bring this conversation to you. So without any further ado, let's gain some perspective, everybody, with Mike Diamond.
dude, you have a nice bathroom in there. It made, it made <laughs> me think about <laughs> steam. So it's a funny story with that bathroom when I when I moved here. Um, you know, when I came from L.A., they didn't have basements. So, you know, it was like, cool, I got a basement. I could put my gym in yeah. the basement. So, you know, I knew I would have clients. And so, you know, sometimes people want to take a shower. So yeah. the guy who was building the bathroom, you know, I'm trying to explain, kind of design what I want. I said, you know, I'd like a shower that's big enough that you can get like five people in. Yeah. And he's like, trying take to have a shower with five people. Trying to have and a he's party, like, oh, bro. you're from California. I'm like. <laughs> But, you know, for <laughs> steam, you know, it's not, you know, you want to sit in there with your buddies and yeah. friends. Yeah, yeah. I um I lived in this flat downtown for a little bit, um, and it had a big, big shower like that with, the, like, the whole bench going all the way around. Oh, yeah, it's got the Swedish showers with the different heads and yeah, stuff. Yeah. You know, dude. I mean, I definitely, you know, recovery, you oh, know, yeah. when I get a steam or a sauna, and I like the, the moist heat better than the dry heat do you although now like growing up my parents had a son in their house and like all the wrestlers and stuff would come over and like when to make weight would get in there and their you know sweat clothes and stuff before the match to weigh in and stuff but i i like the steam better do you yeah wow i'm kind of more of a dry kind of kind of guy for sure i definitely like the dry sauna but uh man there's no better way to start sweating faster than with with like when you start adding that moisture and you get the oh, steam yeah. in there I love, and i've got the hot tub out back so it's like from there to outside, and it's really nice in the winter Thanks. when it's cold. So, like, I'll come in here, yeah. and I'll take a steam, and I'll sit in there for about 20 minutes, 30 minutes, and, you know, and then I'll walk upstairs and go outside and jump in the hot tub. And yeah. Like, doesn't matter how cold it is. It's like steam's coming off your warm. Right. And just body feels so loose. Even And it's so cold, but even when you get out, you can just sit out there. You're still, your body's still. Just so cold. hot. Yeah. Dude, so you've been, you've kind of been ahead of the curve for a minute then if you were doing like steam or like the sauna when you were a kid. 16, 17 years yeah, old. Yeah, like that wasn't even a big thing during the time. Like it, I think even now it's, it's gaining more ground. Um, there's a lot of science to support, you know, the oh, sauna. Yeah. But like you're doing Well, you it. know, the people, it's, there's some people that are really into ice. Yeah. You know, like I want to get an ice tub and so yeah. that. And, but yeah, the sauna had some funny stories in high school because it was in the bathroom and you'd have a party there. <laughs> I, there's still one party or still once in a while get brought up by some guys that, you know, I know from back then, like guys would hide in the sauna and then girls would go into the bathroom oh okay. and one time you know we're out there there's a scream what's going on one guy was hiding in the bathroom like god kids be, i never did kids, you know kids but being kids 16 17 year olds i guess you know back then dude uh, hormones are going crazy all you can think about is just they stop. still are yeah <laughs> it doesn't stop you don't think so not for me not for you <laughs> you're like you're you, you i mean you're a young dude though like I, you know, I when people's I don't know what that feels like. You know, I mean, it's like I don't feel my age. I don't know what the age is supposed to feel like. It's like right. when I turned sixty a couple of years ago, people were like, "Oh my God, you're sixty. What's it feel like to be 60? I go, "Probably not what it feels like for you to be sixty." But right. you know, I hang around with people and I train with people who are younger, and I just feel like, you know, I guess some of them I could be their dads. Like they go, "You're like my dad's age," but I just don't feel like that. Right. You know, like it's, well, it's, you've it's an attitude. It really is. There's that, but then, like, you've just always taken care of your body. When we went and did that stair workout, like, I mean, you had no issues just pushing it. Like, you just, you push the pace. 
So you wrestled as as a no as no a I didn't wrestle. You didn't wrestle. I had in friends high who were. I had friends. Oh, I you were a wrestler. I wish I wrestled. Oh. Man, I would be so much better at. Well, you have. I played soccer and baseball. I was always athletic, and you know, I trained. But I've been working out since I was 15, like with weights. Yeah. Started training there. Well, I would have. You have such a strong mind. It seems like just from all the time. For some things. (laughs) For some things, I'm weak in other things. But training is just something I've always. Yeah. I I start thinking back. Well, why? How it started? But I've always. You know, once I started, I learned the right way. You yeah. Know, in high school, you know, back, I was thinking when was back in high school, you know, it was like going to the weight room and how much do you bench and everybody's trying to lift as much as they can. And, yeah. you know, what happened for me was when I was a, a junior, my summer year of my junior year, one of my best friends uh, was all state in football and he was smaller. And the coaches were like, you know, if you want to get a scholarship next year, you know, you've got to start working out and get a little bigger. And he joined a gym, and I joined too. We joined uh, George Turner's gym in St. Louis. And, you know, back then, now there's CrossFits and, you know, Shred and, you know, Orange Theory. There was, you know, maybe two gyms in the city besides, you know. Like uh, Yeah, and women weren't in the gyms then working out this was probably 1975 yeah and so at turner's uh it was open seven days a week and women could work out like on tuesday thursdays and saturdays they closed half the gym and the women worked out in one half and the men worked out in the other half but the other days it was just all men i guess you know i guess women could have came on those days it just they didn't lift back then. Yeah. Really. No, they probably didn't. And even now, I mean, you you still have like like the curves. Or is curve even around anymore? Like, you know, what I'm talking about yeah, the curve sure, gym. curves, like, and they had cuts, and it was like, like for people who were like geared towards women. Yeah. Yeah. But and also women who didn't really train much. You know, they were more out of shape, and it was like oh yeah secure for them to get in there. And yeah. yeah. So were you just doing like bodybuilding type workouts? So then? back then. That's pretty much That's all that how was around, people right? really, really trained. I mean, there was power lifting and Olympic lifting. Yeah. And at Turner's, you know, there were people who did, you know, power lifting lifts, you know, the deadlifts and the squats and the bench press. Yeah. But it was mostly, you know, bodybuilding. I, I got into it. I can remember, you know, being, you know, 10, 12 and having comic books. And in the back there was – you know, Dave Draper and Rick Wayne were like big bodybuilding. There were ads there, you know, build big arms and yeah. the Charles Atlas ads. And um, and I've, I was always, I can remember on the bus, I was looking at it one time and the bus driver looked at my magazine. He goes, you know, those aren't real. That's all fake. Those guys' arms aren't that big. <laughs> and I was like, what? Hater. Yeah. And I was like, but so, like I said, I joined the, the gym like in high school and, you know, it's just st- learn the right way to train yeah and then uh you know back then it was like arnold and franco and right you know i loved the history you know the early bodybuilders right strong man i always was interested in that and yeah i sat down i had a conversation um with a with a guy by the name of dave whitley he's dave whitley sure yeah he's he's a big kettlebell guy but strong man grip strength and right i think he's in uh tennessee or yeah he's down in tennessee i went down there and i talked to him and um he tried to teach me how to rip some cards in half yeah but uh yeah dude it's just those those old time strongman strengths um those feats were just 
Unbelievable. Sandow. Well, the Sandow Trophy was the Mr. Olympia uh, model. Uh, he was uh, like in the 1890s, I think. Was he a strongman? Yeah, like a. Uh, you know, back then, I guess they went around in circus and performed strength. And yeah. I guess Louis Sir, he was the Canadian Samson, all these uh, you know, old-time guys. But, you know, I, I just basically, you know, back then there was muscle and fitness. And maybe there was Iron Age or Iron Man magazine. There wasn't even that many, yeah, you know, magazines. Many and uh, you would just follow it. And, you know, a lot of it now when I look back, it was to sell product and yeah. and you know That's was still. advertising but you know follow this routine and yeah uh, that's still going but, on today though that's, i don't yeah. think that's changed much yeah people just trying to just sell shit all the time so, everything so you got in so you got into fitness just because i mean you're an athlete and then you just you just felt gravity like you gravitated towards it and like it was just kind of like um, this thing that i because i remember whenever i started working out I had this um like this resistance to it because it was like oh like i have to do this thing for the sport that i wanted to do like i love playing the games like i loved wrestling i loved playing football at the time but it was just like this was just something that i had to do to do this other thing you know what i mean i didn't like fall there's always a girl involved <laughs> i think there was someone i, I think i was like was that, was that i was like i was working out and and i started working out and i think there was this one girl i liked in high school and she started going out with the football quarterback uh, and i was like you know i'm just gonna get big you know at first jacked. you do it almost for someone else but in the end it's really yeah it's a it's about you yeah and, like, and what you get out of it right um, yeah like the passion so. grows from there yeah. dang so what took you out to la um well i was it a girl <laughs> <laughs> no. No. um uh, when i got out of uh college i was a theater major okay and so i'd always like trained you know, like through school and stuff. And so I was a theater major. And like during college, I would go out to L.A. in the summers. And like one summer, you know, I drove out there with a buddy in a Jeep. And, you know, we would go to Gold's Gym. You know, yeah. we would go out there and just. Like the one in know, Venice? The one in Venice, yeah. yeah. And I think the first time I went out there, I worked here one summer with a buddy. We worked uh, at the Ford Motor Plant, like the night shift. <laughs> and we worked there for like a month six weeks it was like a summer job and back then it was like you know 15 16 bucks an hour was a lot for a kid yeah that's a lot. and we saved our money and he had a friend who was going to ucla and like had an apartment there and he wasn't there for the summer and it was vacant and he said if you guys want to come there you can stay in my apartment so we went there for like four weeks we you know, we flew out there, stayed in his apartment, stayed in Westwood, and we would work out down at the gym and on campus, and then we'd go to, you know, take the bus out to Gold's Gym and hang out there. And, wow. You know, it was just, uh, you know, seeing all the... Dead. I imagine, yeah. were the big names around then at that point? Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. you probably had to see everybody. You know, back then, uh, you know, some of my favorite bodybuilders, I like Danny Padilla. And I always geared towards the shorter, small, stronger guys. You know, in yeah. high school, people would kid me, you know, call me Franco. And, <laughs> you know, always trying to be strong and yeah. stuff. But, um, yeah, I mean, all those guys, those were, you know, it's like I couldn't even tell you five bodybuilders now. You know, I don't follow it. It's it's yeah. so, so different to sport. And I'm sure sport. steroids were back then, too. But it was a lot you know the bodies there they were different I yeah mean, frank zane and you know, steve davis all those guys they probably seemed a little bit more like obtainable 
Totally. Yeah, like they're actually like normal people. They're just like a little bit bigger. It's mm. such a science these days. Oh yeah. These dudes All are the, fucking jacked. Yeah. Like the Kai Greens and the fucking Michael Michael Harris. Oh, yeah. They don't. And you know something about like the bodybuilders now. When I look at the magazines and stuff, like with the bloated bellies and yeah, you know. Do you ever like follow Dorian Yates? You yeah. Know, I follow him on Instagram. I mean, he was like Mr. Olympia, like six or seven years in a row. He right. was one of the all-time greats, him and uh, Lee Haney. Yeah. You know, he was like eight-time Mr. Olympia. Yep. You know, I Ronnie follow Coleman. those guys. Well, yeah, he's – those guys. Those guys are something else. Yeah, I mean, Ronnie Coleman, I mean, it's just – eventually it just breaks you down, you know, and that's the thing is getting older. You know, I still train hard, and I push myself, and I like lifting heavy, and sometimes you'll go to the gym and you'll see people training heavy, and yeah. you just have to – Take the ego out of it a little bit. You know, oh, I yeah. train hard di in different ways. Yeah. I still like to push. You know. Yeah, man. The whole, you see so many people in the gym, they're just, like, they're training hard, but they're just so fixated on, like, the weight that they're moving. How big is the number? But they'll have, like, the, the worst form ever, and it doesn't really correlate to true strength. You see that all the time. Yeah, you can. Well, there are ch methods to cheat, uh, you know, cheat tr uh, techniques and stuff, but... You know, it's really about good form yeah. and training and, and really that mind-muscle connection, which is something you really can't teach. You have to experience. There's people, some people I've been training for years, and they don't get it. And then some people, when you're training, they can immediately, they, they can kind of get it. And, and it's just more about, you know, I'm always telling people nothing's general. You know, think about the muscles you're working. It's like if someone's, you know, if you're doing a set of curls and you're just throwing the weight up, you know, you're doing the movement. You're going to get something out of it. Yeah. But if you think about it and squeeze it and control, it's about control. You control it on the way up and the way down right. and hold. That's when you're strong. I always say you control the weights. They don't control you. That's you a good know? point. So, you know, that's just – and it, and it's something – and it's like I can't explain it to someone. It's like I could see people can go in and do ten sets and they're throwing stuff around. And I can go in and do two or three sets and – get what I need out of it. Yeah. You know? Well, it's like that difference between like somebody who's like using the inertia of the weight to try to the get the momentum. And right. Yeah. As opposed to like having actual control over yeah. whatever it is you're doing. That makes a huge difference. Yeah. I always cringe whenever I see somebody who has uh, like, like the tiniest legs and then they go in there and they put like oh, yeah. a stupid amount of weight on the bench and then like they arch their entire body into it. I'm just like, what the fuck are you doing? That has to be. You know what? I, it, it's funny. Um, a couple years, because I, I train at home. I mean, I have two gyms in my house and pull-up bars and stuff. And, and I've gone to gyms and trained. But I think like three or four years ago, my son, he was in high school, and uh, a bunch of his friends joined Club Fitness. Yeah. And uh, he said, you know, I want to go to Club Fitness. I want to do these classes and stuff. I was like, so I went down there and I signed him up. It was like nine ninety five a month or whatever. Right. And I go, you know what? I'm at home. I train people all day. It's like maybe I want to just maybe go somewhere and get out of the gym here. Right. And socially, you know, see people, maybe do some cardio there. They have, uh, And even though I have a great gym here and really everything I need, it's like they have a lot of equipment there. So yeah. it would be fun to use. And when I went there and I saw people training, I was like, oh, my God. 
It's oh. just, and and you have to really be careful when you approach people. Like you know, because I want to help people. Yeah. I love you know if I see someone doing something, the way you approach someone, you know, there's so much ego, and you know you have to come general. up and you know, hey, I I know what do you try? You know, I'll see someone doing something, I go, what are you trying to work on that? Like if they're doing like tricep press downs and or they're pulling, they're swinging on lat pull downs, and yeah, and I'll say, what do you work like the you know like lat pull downs? They'll be sitting up straight and they're pulling the bar down here, and I'm like. You know, what are you trying to work on oh, my lats? Well, this is really more, more shoulder. If you lean back slightly and you, right, and you keep your chest out and you pull back, you're gonna feel it. Your lats more. You know, yeah. a lot of times people they go to the gym and they just kind of, you know, and that's what when I started, you watch people and you'd look at someone, you go, oh, that guy's in really good shape. He's he's really big. He must know what he's doing. And you'd watch him, and that's how you'd kind of go. But then it's not always the best right. person to watch. So, you know, I, I was lucky. I had good instruction, and I really – and I, I cared about lifting, and I learned the right way to, to do it. Yeah, and you're you're fortunate then because most people don't get good instruction. Well, if you, if you train the right way, first off, you're going to get better results. Yeah. And there's less chance to get injured. And right. if you get injured, you're not going to want to do it. And right. So, yeah. Injury will, will derail you yeah. quicker so, than anything. So, you know, a lot uh, – I, 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 I go, you want to lift as much as you can, but never sacrifice weight for form. Right. You know? Yeah. I mean, there's sometimes like if you have a spot and you're going heavier and you're, you know, maybe you're – you know, there's different techniques you can do with negatives or forced reps. And, you know, you right. have a partner can help you and you can go through more than you could do by yourself techniques to get stronger. But Right. Um, did you ever do a show? Did you ever get never into did bodybuilding? a bodybuilding show? No. You know, it's it's funny because everybody's like, you're a bodybuilder. You're not. I'm not a bodybuilder. You know, I'm just a yeah. guy who likes to work out. I mean, I never like the, the posing and all that. I never really... Yeah, I don't know. I didn't really have a desire to do that. I just sometimes I'll like I'll be looking at myself in the mirror. I'm like, damn man, I could probably I could probably try to get to a show or well, something. Well, now you know I'm older. <laughs> people are like you should try to get. I look at some of these things. You know, it's funny as you get older, and if you stick with it, yeah, the the competition gets less. Yes, it does. You know, it's <laughs> like it's. Uh, I used to do these uh, races and stuff, and every time like I'd be in the 44 age group, I go. Damn! If I would have done this next year, I would have been in the top three, you know. But then by the, you know, if the next year you get there, now you're at the youngest of the of the older. Yes, yeah, you know. Yeah. So that gap gets wider. Yeah, well, it's getting a lot wider now, you know. Now I, it's, it's sad. I really, I think people now are just uh, in horrible shape. The majority of people, I mean, terrible shape. You know, probably, shape. I think this was the first generation where the kids are in worse shape than their parents. Yeah, I think you they're, know? yeah, I think it's estimated that they'll live you know, less. Video games and stuff. I used to work at Title Boxing, and, and uh, I remember after one class, this guy came up to me. He goes, man, this was really a tough class. He goes, this is a lot harder than the Wii Boxing. And I go, think so? You know, <laughs> actually hitting a bag. Yeah, you're actually doing something. Yeah, you stand in there with a stick and punching. And yeah, stuff. that was but good marketing, though. I mean, it got some people off their asses moving a little bit. You know what? I, I, and I, I never, I, you know, I'm making fun of it, but anybody who does anything, I'm just happy if yeah. they do something, you know? Yeah. I mean, you know, I always say one man's workout is another man's warm up. You know, you're not, you don't have to do what I do. I right. mean, I think I'm, I, uh, first, I work as a trainer. It's my profession. I have gyms in my house. You know, people are like, how much do you work out? And, you know, it's it's different for me. 
But yeah, yeah. Um, are you familiar with like Pavel Tatsula sure. and like the sure. whole greasing the groove? Greasing the groove, yeah. Yeah, man. I'm a big believer in just totally that whole methodology. Totally, bracing and tension and. Yeah, yeah. You can get a lot done with isometrics. But you have to have a body awareness. Oh, I'm a my, my favorite training is body weight training. I mean, the one thing that this pandemic has really kind of pointed out to me and shown me, and I think most people is a lot of people go to the gym, but a lot of people don't know how to train. Yes. Like, you know, they'll go to the gym and they've got their elliptical or they've got a multi-gym, you know, bench press machine or, but, you know, when they had to stay at home and they didn't really have any equipment, you know, it's like, what can I do? I mean, there's so much you could do. Right. You know, and it's. I think this whole situation has just kind of shown that the idea of what's like normal isn't healthy. You know what I mean? Like most people think that, you know, this this you hear there's uh, I don't know maybe there's like a headline young person got COVID and died but then you find out they're either like have diabetes well they'll say n- young person normal healthy I go not then you start going well he was a little overweight and right he had this problem this and or that and it's like you may be able to lead a somewhat normal life if you have like diabetes or hypertension or something but that doesn't mean you're healthy and it's it's almost like we just we have this misconstrued idea of what true health is. Does that make sense? Well, oh God, what it was, I think there was a, there's a, you can be, there's, a, there's a difference between healthy and fit. Okay. Because, so think about this. So you can be fit, but not be healthy. Like yeah. at the Olympics, at every Olympics, there's always people who are sick or, you know, but they still compete and they can win medals or like, I will know someone that they have cancer, but they ran a marathon. So they're not healthy, but they're fit and they can run a marathon. Right. And then I always use someone like my mother, um, you know, who's not, doesn't really have anything serious, seriously wrong, but she's not fit. So you can be healthy and not have any cancer or heart issues, but you're still not fit. Right. It's good when you can combine both. You want to be healthy and fit. That makes sense. You know, because you can be you can be fit but smoke and drink and you're not totally healthy and right. And I think you can do, you know, everything's moderation. There isn't anything, yeah. You know, extreme. There's a term for that. It's um, normal weight but metabolically obese. Normally, it's like you may look you may look fit or you may be somewhat fit, but like internally. Like, you're not healthy. Like, you might as well be a 500-pound human being. Well, I think, too, I mean, if you're overweight, where you carry that weight. But, you know, when you're talking about obese, I mean, this whole f- measurement thing. I remember I, for the last five years when I go to the doctor, I go to the doctor once a year for my yearly physical. <laughs> and, uh, you know, I'm obese. He puts down on my thing. You know, <laughs> I'm, I'm five, 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 six. Yeah. And I weigh 160. They go, you're obese. Yeah. You know, and I go, can't you? put you know i have to put that down can you make a note you know because everything's not black and white you right know? someone looks at my medical record for insurance or something they go oh you're classified as obese or you could it's about it's not about and that's what i'll tell people too it's not about body weight it's about body composition yes someone could be my height and my weight and look totally different than me right. so it's really about body composition yeah so you're not a fan of bmi I'm not, no, I'm i mean either. I, you know, I guess the doctor goes, they need something that's pretty kind of standard. Yeah. Wow. But, but I, you know, the rock is obese. Yeah. They said Arnold Schwarzenegger at his peak, he would have been obese. So yeah. 
you know, I don't, again, I don't care. I'm in better shape than the doctor, you yeah. know, so. Yeah, I wonder why we know. still use that, like that. It's easy. Yeah. I think it's just a, some math and they, they do it. Right. It just, it just doesn't These make These days sense. you can't hurt people's feelings too. You can't say you're heavy, you're obese, you're, you know. You just can't tell how it is. You know? but, you know, I do think like, it, it, you know, you're saying it, it, we're talking about how the level of fitness now is, the lowest it's like when i look at uh articles in magazines yeah like it'll say you know these are the exercises if you want to live a long healthy life these are the exercises you should do when you're 20 and then it'll say when you're 30 you should do these exercises and when you're 40 you should do these exercises and then when you get to 50 it goes these are the ones you shouldn't do <laughs> like don't jump don't do squats don't right. lift things over your head and i'm thinking well, if they're telling you not to do them and you don't do them, that's how you get weaker. You know, right. you should. D the reason, you know, do we get weaker because we age, or do we get weaker because we stop doing things as we age? So I always, you know, it's like people are like, how long are you going to do that? I'm going to do it till I right. can't do it, and then I'll modify. Yeah. You know? But as long as I can, people are like you shouldn't be jumping. You should. Why I can? Why shouldn't I? Yeah, you know? it's like that saying. Do you um, like? Do you stop playing because you grow old, or you grow old because you stop playing? Well, that's exactly it, right? That's it's the exactly same thing. it. And I, I couldn't imagine not being healthy to do the things. You know, um, an example. My father, uh, oh God, was it maybe like seven, maybe eight or nine years ago it was my parents like 50th anniversary my father's passed away now but it was their anniversary and he took our whole family on a trip to uh israel oh. you know my father you know always wanted to go there and stuff and he worked so hard his whole life and never took vacation and so he took like 17 of us from our family and so you know i remember we would be on the tour bus and the, the tour guy would go, okay, we're going to get off here, and we're going to go, and we're going to go to the top over here and uh, look at this ruin or look at this site. Yeah. And the people on the bus were like, are there stairs? Um, you know, is there and, – and it was like they couldn't physically do things to go do it. You know, they'd sit on – they'd go, go take a picture and – you know, you I'm thinking you came all the way out here and now you want a picture and they'll be like, the bus is air conditioned. Where are we going for lunch? And, yeah. you know, I was like, you know, there's a, the famous site Masada there, you know, and it's like, I want to run up that. I want to run down that. Yeah. I want to, you know, I, it's like I look at those things. When I see stairs, I, I want to run. I, when I see something, I want to do pull ups. I look at things. Yeah. You know, different. And I'm like, you know, you live your whole life to go somewhere. And then, you know, you know, now true it's like people are living longer now than in the history of mankind but not healthier yeah we're sicker than you ever. know and you know i remember reading this article years ago and it was called physical fitness not like physical fitness physical fitness it's like what do you need to do like to as you to age and it's like you have to take care of your body because by the time you get to the age to retire you know, I know a lot of people now, they have money, they've saved, and now they're 65, and physically they can't go travel. They can't do things. They're right. sick. They, you know, it's like all the money and they work for, they didn't take care of themselves physically right. to go. I mean, that's one of the best things you can do for your retirement is to work out when you're younger so you can enjoy your retirement. Right. You know, it's like sitting around is... 
Yeah, not you, good. You just waste away. Your body atrophies. Yeah. Like, use it or lose it. Well, it's all connected. Your mind, everything. I mean. Right. You know. Yeah. Like, your 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 physical fitness will will dictate, like, how you, like, interpret the world, how you interact with the world. Like, it, it it's truly the foundation, like, the mind and the brain. Look, I wouldn't know you if I didn't do jujitsu. Right. And I'm, you know, people like, do jujitsu. I'm like, you know, because I met you through that. And it's like, you shouldn't be doing that. It's like. Says who. And we're here. Yeah. Well, says who? Yeah. Yeah. Says who? I always say it's not about getting like the most. Uh, it's not about adding years to your life. It's about adding life, life to, to your years. years. Yeah. yeah. Like that's. Yeah, there's all those things, I believe, and they're true. But I, I live and by that. And as you get older, I live by that. One. You start living by that even more. Yeah, man. Because you know? I want to be 106. Well, speak it, because there's there's uh, yeah. scientific proof out there. What you say yeah. and what you think is is important and, and influences your you know yeah how it comes to truth so i always say i used to say i want to live to 100 and then i i stopped saying that i say i'm going to live to a strong 100 yeah you know i don't because someone will say i live to 100 and for like 10 years i'll just be against the wall like this you know i mean because i know people like that too yeah you know it's like what's the qual they could keep you alive but it's like there was a quote as a keep on raging to stop the aging. You know, <laughs> I'm going to, I'm going to keep, I'm going to wear out instead of rust out. Yeah. I'm going to go until I can't That's go. That's a good way to go. Are you going to do a Tough Mudder when you're 100? Um, <laughs> will they I'm still have around. them? Uh, maybe. I'm looking around, man. You've done a lot of Tough Mudders. Well, I've done one Tough Mudder. A lot of these races, um, uh, these were, I, when I lived in LA, Yeah. I did uh, the Camp Pendleton Mud Run. Okay. And that was uh, at Camp Mendelton twice a year. And this was, uh, I did my first mud run in 2000. And this was before they ever had any of these obstacle course races right. and things. And, and uh, it was really, you know, oh, I have all these pictures. It's, it's like, uh, it just gives you a goal and yeah. a challenge. You yeah. know, it's funny. It just made me think the first time when I, when we moved here and I started fixing up my gym down here and my father came down the first time and the gym's evolved and changed. I've moved, gotten more equipment, got rid of equipment, changed stuff. But I remember I had pictures up here and my father's looking around at these pictures and he goes, you have a really nice gym. He goes, you know what you need? More pictures of you. <laughs> and I was like, I was like, okay, you know, okay. The ego, whatever. But I look at this picture and I go, that was a tough mutter. I'm in better shape than I was in that five years ago or you know i see that and motivate me and a lot of these pictures are not just me they're clients and friends that you know i got involved got them involved in this kind of stuff yeah. and you know for training i think you have to have a goal yeah you know some kind of goal i mean a lot of times people go, i'm going to my high school reunion or i'm getting married i want to do this but you know you have to have some kind of goal to to push you and so sometimes you know my client would go god i'd love to do that i go well, let's train for it yeah and it gets you on a day like sunday you might not get up and work you go hey we're doing this in two months we're doing this six mile obstacle or race in camp pendleton you can't just show up you yeah. know you can but <laughs> you you're, can. Gonna, you you're not gonna like it you know <laughs> so you know, and we would go out and train, so it gets you out there. And then when you see that energy, it's like, and then yeah. it just kind of steamrolls. And yeah. then, you know, so I did like 16 of these, and there was a group of us. I, I really went with some, uh, I had some, I have great memories of yeah. all that. And well, and plus, and like you said, they're memories because, I, you know, I would like to think I'm going to remember everything, but it just helps to have like a visual cue sometimes. Oh, yeah, I mean, I've got Navy SEAL Challenge we did in uh, Virginia. 
Um, there's a PR Marquette race we did. I've run up. Um, I remember I did uh, in L.A. They have this one building. It used to be the YMCA building. I don't know what the name of is it's downtown like if you watch movies and they do like movie like a scan of downtown you'll always see it it's the cylinder building mm -hmm. and it's it's was the tallest building west of mississippi i think it was like 76 floors and uh i did that race twice it was just stair race up it's all the way up it and and the first time i did it was 2001 and it was like two weeks after the world trade center oh wow it was attacked and they still had that race. And, you know, it was amazing because that's one building, 75 floors. And I can remember uh, parking, like, for the building. And you're walking to the site to, to do the race. And just from three blocks away, you see how big that building is. And I'm thinking, man, if that building collapsed right now, I'd be dead. I mean, I'm three or four blocks away. I mean, it's just so big. Yeah. And I go, the World Trade Center was two buildings. Yeah. And it was just, it was amazing, you know, the, that to do it at that time. Right. You know? Yeah. And, you know, so, on, and then I've done uh, the uh, Sears Tower. I don't think it's called, though. It's the Willis Tower now. I've done that race twice. And I've gone with the pictures I got with a bunch of friends. We I didn't even know that there. was a race. People, yeah. people run up. Well, that I as think a thing? now they've tightened it up, like for security and stuff. Oh, but okay. yeah, I mean they have a they have a stair climb race in St. Louis, but it's forty three floors. <laughs> you know that that one was like one hundred and four floors. Right. You know, and you go for that picture as you come out the top. Forty three is thing. a joke. <laughs> well, it's not a joke, but it's like you know. I mean, the thing is in St. Louis, I guess there's a. Uh, they, when they built the arch, they came up with some kind of law that you can't have any buildings taller than the arch because really? then you couldn't see the arch. If they made buildings downtown or in the area that were higher than the arch, oh. it would do it. So kind of. there's nothing taller than that, I pretty sure. Know. Oh, I didn't know that. But, yeah, those stair climb races were Yeah, I didn't even awesome. know they did those kind of things. I want to get into uh, – doing some trail some trail running i think i'm gonna try to do a marathon a trail marathon this winter yeah. there's one in creef not not creef court out at uh castlewood park that okay they think they have one every year for the past like two or three years they've been doing it listen i always tell people i used to train people i didn't i never ran a marathon but i would train people to run marathons yeah. and, and stuff and i always said it's not hard to run a marathon yeah training to run a marathon is hard probably a whole lot harder you know you got to train you have to train to run it you dude know? running is not my favorite thing by any stretch of the imagination I'm not – I don't do it that much anymore. I mean, I like running sprints. I like running hills. But, yeah. And I could, you know, every once in a while I'll go out, but, like, to say let's go run five miles, it's yeah. just – I would rather get my conditioning. I get it way other yeah. ways. You seem like – so it's less about, like, the distance for you. It's just more about, like, the challenge of, like, whether it's the stairs or the obstacle courses. Like, is it more like the challenge that drives yeah. you? I, I like that. I, you know, the, like a couple of these races because I'm not – like, I like the obstacle races because – like, I, I would run every day, just like I do yoga now, but I don't consider myself a yogi, even yeah. though I do it every day. Yeah. Like, I would run every day. I'm like, I'm not a runner. Like, yeah. I go out there, and I mean, there's people who are, like, do. running. I do it, and I, I, I get the benefits of it. But, uh, no, God, where was I going on that? I was like, um. Well, I was just saying, like, you're probably more into, like, just Oh, oh, challenges. so I know. Well, so what it is, I'm not, like, a runner. So so I would like these obstacle course races because, like, say I, was, I would do this one race, 
And so you'd run like a mile or a mile and a half, and then you'd come up to a pull-up bar. Yeah. And then you'd have to do 20 pull-ups. And so I could bang out 20 pull-ups pretty quick. Yeah. But, you know, some runner, he'd be there three, two pull-ups. So it was kind of like a leapfrog. Right. You know, we'd get to that spot, you know, and so, that's where you, you know, that's where it's like, you know, that's why, like, with fitness and strength, it's like you want to kind of be a little bit of everything. Yeah. You know, I mean, if you're just a great runner, what if your car breaks down and you have to carry uh, something or help somebody? And, yeah. you know, you want to be able to f do a little bit of everything. Right. You know? Yeah, I try to look at it, and, and I don't know if this was Steve Maxwell or maybe this was Pavel who, who kind of changed the way I, I, I word. Whenever, uh, so instead of saying, like, I'm going to, like, work out, it's like I'm training. And it's exactly. just, you know what I mean? It's just like, it's just like, I'm just... I don't work out. What is a workout? It's general. It's anything. Yeah, it's anything. It's like training. It's like it's movement. It's like getting the movement in. That's all exercise is. That's movement. it. It's movement. People yeah. overcomplicate it, I think. I came up with I was thinking when I was running the stairs the other day, I go, what does gym stand for? Get, I, this, I don't, I, this is what I made up in my head. Get, Get yourself moving. That makes sense. You know, and I want to come up with a system never gymless because you don't have to be – you don't have to have equipment to, to be – you don't. To work out. If you need some sort of resistance, you can go pick up a heavy Listen, rock. Listen, you and I, we ran the stairs. We carried each other. Yeah. We, we held each other's feet. We walked up. Um, you can jump. There's so many ways yes. that you can do and using objects and, and right. things, you know. Yeah, and I think just trying to keep in mind just like the, the basic movement patterns, push, pull, hinge, squat, lunge, walk, like just keep those movement patterns in like forefront and you can almost find something to do always. You know, uh, so, so there was a quote, it's like, methods are many, principles are few. Methods always change, principles never do. Yeah. The principles stay the same. And, uh, no, it's, uh, it's pretty basic. It really is. No, it doesn't have to be complicated. Well, that's always say I go. I'll, I'll sometimes when I'm training clients, I go, "This is a simple workout. Simple doesn't mean easy." Right. Simple. They go, "Oh, simple doesn't mean easy." And you can always do simple better. Yeah. You know. You. You know. Like you said, work on your form. Slow it down. Yeah. Focus on your movements. You know. It's. It's always. You know. I'll be training people, and they're like. You know, I or I'm, I don't know why I'm I don't even do curls. I don't know why I'm always like demonstrating with this, but I go, why are you going so fast? Yeah, I want to get it done. I go, it's not about getting it done. Right. You know, I'd rather you do five or six good repetitions than ten or twelve shitty ones. Yeah, because you know? those shitty reps aren't doing anything for yeah. you. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's like people are into numb. I did this. How much did you bench? How fast did you run? How did you do? You know, it's like yeah. In the end, it's not. I don't compare to. Other people, I just compare. I, I have, I could tell you every workout I've done in the last probably 35 years I've written down. You journal everything? I, yeah, every day. I could tell you what I did, how many, you know, every workout I did. Oh, and, wow. and it's not, and it's crazy because it's not like I go back and I go, June 1987, let me see what I did. I don't even look, I just have it there. Yeah. You know, sometimes it's fun to go back and I go, God, what did I do that day and what did I do? I'm I I I'm stronger and fitter now than I've ever been. Right. You know, you I weigh the same as I did in freaking college and Yeah. You know. Dude, that's it's important. It's just I always say lifetime of fitness. It's yeah. like it's just There's no destination. And 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 the thing is it's never too late to start. Yeah. You can improve at any age. I've trained people in their 80s, you know, and and really it's really about 
it, once you reach a certain age, I think, you know, at all the ages, like when you're in your 20s and working out or you're in your teens and your 20s, you know, you've got a lot of time, you know, you want to look good, you want to, you know, impress the girls or whatever, you're going to get a relationship. And, and then all of a sudden now you're like late 20s, 30s. Now you have a more steady job. Maybe you're in a relationship. You don't have the time to go as much. And now maybe you have a family. And that's how you see people slowly get out of fitness. Yeah. You know? Yeah. And then 40. And, and, and then they haven't been in the gym. And then they come back. I used to do this. I used to do that. I go, that was like a while ago. You yeah. know? Like, you know, you want to. You know, and I understand it. You yeah. know, but you can always come back and improve because really, as you get older, it's about quality of life and function. You know, like I said, I've trained an 80 year old guy. I remember once I was like, you know, like 10 o'clock at night and my phone rings and he's like, oh, I just want to tell you, I felt my tricep. You know, it was this 87 year old guy I trained and just for getting up out of bed. Lifting yourself in a shower. Yeah. Getting off the toilet, you know? I mean, to have, we take for granted People that, don't realize that you can't how, do it. But, yeah. you know, if, if you don't use it, you, you lose you it. Lose it. Yeah. I mean, it's true. That, that Those phrases come from Yeah, I mean, they're there for a reason. You know? Yeah, people just don't realize, like, just how important it is to, like, be strong and have muscle. You know what I mean? Like, They've, science, science will tell you, the people who live the longest, you said you want to live to 100, the people who live the longest have the most muscle mass. If they look at the people who are in their 80s and 90s yeah. who are living longer, they have the most muscle mass. I know grip strength is a big indicator um, of just like of like longevity and um what was it? There's some silly test where if you're on the ground and if you could sit up a certain way, then you're guaranteed to live longer. I mean, yeah, I don't know. But I, I saw this. Uh, it was a cross-section of a muscle, and it was um, like an older marathon runner and then somebody who doesn't work out. And then you could just see like in the marathoner, in the marathon runner's leg, just like all the muscle and uh, not very much fat. And then the person who doesn't work out, it's just like all the muscle just completely shriveled up and it was just all fat and it just looked like shit well you know i was telling you about my father and who passed away years ago and you know he passed away at home and you know was uh you know he was for the last couple of weeks it was like hospice at home and you know people would come by and see my dad and so my dad was 82 when he passed and so his friends would come by and it's people that i've known like his little kids, yeah. you know, and I've seen them, you know, and and so they were probably all from like 79 to like 83 or 84. And and the difference in all those people, you could tell who stayed active, who didn't like, you know, someone come up. Mike, how's your dad? Is he OK? Yeah. And other people. Would oh, sorry. Yeah, other people would come up and <laughs> they're bopping. And, you know, I know people who are. 70 who bounce around who have the energy of someone who's like 30 or 40 they go dance and they move they mm -hmm. do stuff and i know people are 30 they're like they're already beaten up by life and i know people like at 30 and 40 and they're telling me about exercise and working out oh i can't do that i can't do that i go dude if you're saying that at 30 you're gonna have a lot of bad years ahead of you you know yeah. that you're not gonna enjoy life i mean yeah you know i want to enjoy my physical i love you know sex and just being out there and and like I said, going and doing challenges. I mean, yeah. what's the point of living if you can't enjoy? Right. I mean. Yeah. I mean, so many people, yeah, I've, I've 
I've talked to people like in their twenties and thirties and like, Oh, I'm old. It's like you, they, <laughs> like they commit to that and then they try to like, and then it just becomes a self-fulfilling prophecy. Oh, you are old. Yeah. I laugh. You, yeah, you I really laugh. are. You really are. Um, so you seem to kind of have transitioned from, and maybe this was a slow transition, but from like the classical, like bodybuilder methodology to so, more functional so, training. Well, so what happened was, um, I was trained in LA and I had a good, business and i was training back then man sometimes like 12 15 people a day oh wow you know? you're busy and f- every day yeah i worked every day and it was nice because i even when i was in la i had uh my i had uh, i had gyms in my house and i had two i have two or three different gyms and uh, of different houses and stuff but there came to a point one time where i was like working all these hours and i went to my accountant at the end of the year and i was like man you know it's like and I was like, how can I make more money? He's like, well, there's only one way. He goes, you have to train more people. And there's only so many hours in the day. Right. Or you have to start training groups, you know, start training groups. And this was probably like in 85, 86. And so I started doing boot camps out at the park. Hmm. And so to, I started picking up, and back then there was no internet and stuff. I'd go to the bookstore and I'd pick up military, you know, the Marines. What did the Marines do for private training? And what did the Navy SEALs do? I don't even know if there were SEALs back then, but uh, they had. The, I have books still in here over here, you know, like the Air Force training and what do you do for the PT test and all these different exercises and body weight stuff. And it was like calisthenics and all that different kind of, very different kinds of push-ups and things. And so I started doing groups out at the park, you know, out in L.A. You know, I would meet at 6 a.m., 5.30 a.m. and do these boot camps and get 10 people, 15 people. Sometimes I had five people in a boot camp, but I still went out there and did it because if you build it, they will come. You know, it's like you're out at the park even with five people. I tell people start even if you have one person because you're out there and then someone will see you. People would come up. What are you guys doing? Yes. Oh, why don't you come join us tomorrow and work out with us? You know, all these runners would work around the park and we'd be out there doing jumping jacks and arm circles and all these movements and people would like make fun. I said, hey, stop. You know, we'd get in a circle. Come do with us. And they'd do some of these movements with us for like 10 minutes. They're like, I'm never going to make fun of you again. (laughs) And so that's, I started doing groups and then, you know, I started doing these obstacle races and stuff and, and, you know, it's funny. I mean, you just kind of evolve. I mean, and, but I think that, which a lot of people don't do do now, they don't have that foundation, that bodybuilding foundation of just basic exercises, squats, lunges, pull downs, pull ups, you know, deadlifts, all bench press, incline bench press, you know, People with the internet, there's so much flashy fitness. They see these people who are Instagram, you know, influencers, and I'm like, that's awesome. But I don't think they train like that. Like they're just doing this to promote themselves. They're not doing that every day. I mean, I'm, you know, you can't train like that every day, and 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 the average person can't. I mean, you know, some of the, I mean, there's some amazing athletes, you know, and it's like, but the average person. Just the basics. Yeah. And so you build that foundation, and then you could go try to do some now jump lunges and now, you know, other movements yeah. and, and things. So, you know, I, I think that was great. You know, I mean, also back in the 80s, like the aerobics, 
you know, yeah, I, there, there was that good. movie with Jamie Lee Curtis and John Travolta <laughs> yeah. in the club and, yeah. and stuff, and aerobics was big. I never, I was so uncoordinated, you know, grapevine, this, that. I'm yeah. like, I never could yeah. do it. You're you almost know? dancing. In I there. was like, I'd rather go run. I'll run some sprints, you right. know, you know, yeah. maybe go there to meet people. But yeah, it's just like so you know, the barbell training is like foundational for a lot of people. And I, I still love, I still love, uh, you know, deadlifts, but I do barbell squats like once a week i try to go you know yeah. heavy i mean i you know sometimes in my head I'm, i could do this and it's not worth getting hurt right because it's really about longevity right. i mean you know th- you could do everything totally safe and you could still get injured i i've worked out hard and i've been walking down the stairs and turned my head i'm like oh my back went out it you happens. know so it you know happens. it it things happen but when did you start? i also think i've saved myself from a lot of injuries because i was strong maybe oh, yeah. from falling or tripping or something and i've had good balance and i was strong muscles i could catch myself so where did where did some of the the more like unconventional tools come in like i mean you got the bulgarian bags here i mean obviously you do a lot with kettlebells now oh, i love kettlebells um, if you if you said you could have one tool if you were on a desert island and you could have one tool to train with i'd Give me a kettlebell. kettlebell One kettlebell, sure. yeah. And I owe that to, uh, like, I, I consider my mentor a good friend, Sean Mosen. And uh, he was the first person to bring kettlebells to Canada. Really? Yeah. And he was one of Pavel's in one of his original classes. I know it was Steve Maxwell, and I think there was a... Uh, Mike Mahler. That's back when they had, you know, I think it was RKC. RKC, right. Yeah. That was when it was RKC. This was back in, so I've, you know, I've, I love, like I told you in the beginning, I love like the old strongman stuff. So I used to have some kettlebells that I bought in my gym, like in the eighties, oh, but shit. I never, you, and they're just 20 pounds. Yeah. You know, now I was like, and I never <laughs> used them. Like kettle, I thought they were like old man, strong man tools, and I used them. Okay, I'll do curls and I'll do upright rows, right. and and I didn't use them as kettlebells. Like like, and I'm not to be a snob, but I I don't I think a lot of people train with kettlebells, but they don't do kettlebell training. Mm. And and I use it too for fitness. I'm kind of a fitness person. I mean, there's you know the kettlebell competitions where you know they're doing the jerks and the snatches, snatches yeah. and all that and, and those are amazing freaking athletes but i wanted more rounding i wanted to incorporate lunges and and squats and all those other things into the training yeah and so what happened was i was teaching a course with sean we were teaching this course called combat conditioning um we um we were like it was a program that was started through uh uh, this uh, commando crowd, Maga, they wanted to have a fitness uh, section to train people. And uh, the creator of that got uh, Sean and I together, and we were going to pre- start presenting the courses. And so um, we did a course in L.A., and it was body weight and uh, different kinds of partner training, you know. And kettlebells, Sean was like the kettlebell guy, and he did, a, it was a two-day course, and he did about a three-hour section on just basic swings and showing you the possibilities. Yeah. You know, you can't teach it in like, you know, it takes, you know, I could teach you how to hold it and do a goblet squat in two seconds. But right. like to teach swings and, swing and cleans sure. and, and snatches, you know, it takes yeah. instruction. You got to know and, how to hinge. Yeah. And, and <laughs> so um, I, I watched him do it, and I was like, this is really what you use kettlebells for and so when uh you know uh, i came back to st louis we did the course in la i got some kettlebells and i started researching and then sean and i did another course so we did a course in florida for these uh, police officers a swat 
guys, and that was part of it. And I got more into the kettlebells. And then, you know, I, when he, he – I said, can you come out here and, you know, train a bunch of us in that? And then I'd taken a couple other courses and stuff. But the kettlebells, to me, it's uh, full body, you know, when you use them right. And, you know, most people go to the gym and they'll do an exercise and then they'll rest and then they'll go walk over someone else. I'm like – it's that compound – working a lot of muscles in a compact amount of time, especially now people don't have lots of time. I said, you know, I go, oh, I can train in 20 minutes. And people like, it's a different kind of training, yeah. you know, doing circuits and not resting and going, flowing from one move to the next move. Oh, yeah. Um, it's totally different. So, you know, kettlebells and then, uh, you know, you're always searching out other stuff and there's Bulgarian bags. I saw that and just different fun tools that as a trainer – you know, you want to bring something different to your clients. Yeah. And and I always, here's the thing, I'm selfish. I always do it for me. <laughs> and then, you know, and I feel like, hey, I think this is, it's like I'm not going to sell something if I'm not going to, if I don't do it and I don't like it. Right, so you, you got to do it for a little and, bit. And, I mean, there's a lot of stuff that I still think is great. I just haven't had the, the chance to, yeah. to do. But, um, I, like like I said, I like one kettlebell. and And it's funny because... Like, I can remember back in the 80s, like, if you'd get a client. Like, I started doing private uh, training back in the 80s. And you'd go to someone's house. Like, they go, can you train me? Can you come to my house and train me? So you'd, go, you'd look at them and you go, okay, I'm going to take a 20-pound pair of dumbbells and I'll take an eight-pound for lateral raises. I'll take a step. I'll grab a medicine. You know, you're, you're bringing, like, a freaking it's moving into their house, yeah. you know. Now, if you said, hey, I want to train, I said, I'll meet you at the park. I'll bring one kettlebell. <laughs> and we can train, you know, you the need. whole body. Yeah. You know, and mix it in with, bo you know, body weight and kettlebell. And so I, I love that. And I think it's opened up a lot of things for a lot of trainers, you know, oh, yeah. and because it, it you don't need all that other stuff. Yeah. You know. Are you a hard style kind of? Yeah. Kinda, yeah. Yeah. I, I prefer that. Too. Yeah. I don't like seeing this. I don't. It was the American kettlebell swing or some shit. Well, that's always like a big thing. I mean, I don't um, like it. I mean, I you get know, it. people are very snobby and all these things. It, well, well, here's like here's it. what I was always told about the American swing, you know, because that's through CrossFit. You're right. And I got certified through Jeff Martone at CrossFit. Okay. I was a CrossFit uh, kettlebell instructor, and, and he was great. I mean, he's famous for kettlebell juggling, and, yeah. and he's super strong. He also did kettlebell sport. I mean, he's awesome athlete, tactical. I think his tactical uh, – it's the name of his uh, organization. TechFit. Tech. I don't know if that's that, it, that but that it's it? something. But um, was like to say on the the hard style versus the American style. Yeah. Oh, with the American style swings. So this is what. So CrossFit does competitions and everything's for time. Right. Okay. So if you're just doing a swing, like when I teach people swing, they go, "How far should I bring the swing?" Well, there isn't really. You can bring depending on the weight, depending on how you, what you're working. You know, I always say you can get anywhere from groin height to chest or chin height. Yeah. You know, American swing, they're bringing the kettlebell over your head, and like when I trained with Sean, he would always say, "Look, if you're going to bring a kettlebell over your head, just snatch a kettlebell." Yeah. The thing is about the CrossFit is. They do things for time. So how can – if one person's swinging it here and one person's swinging it nose height, one person's swinging it waist height, and he got done with 20 swings and then moves on to the next thing, the other guy's swinging it higher. Yeah. So they go, let's make it universal. Let's bring it over 
the head. So it was a measure where they could oh. count the reps. I never knew now, that's that what came I always from. thought. So it was a way that they could count the reps because, you know, you're thinking, what's the benefit? What am I getting out of this by bringing it this much higher? Plus, if I was training someone who never did kettlebell swings and now they're gripping the kettlebell and they're taking this thing over their head, it's not really safe. Right. You know, I mean, teaching them how to do a snatch is a lot safer right. than swinging. Safer. I always just feel like <coughs> it, it invites the, like, you're going to compensate with your shoulders as opposed to, like, really using your glutes and, like, exploding Well, that's what you were saying with the hip hinge. I mean, it's right. not a front raise and a squat. Right. It's a hip hinge, and it's a full body movement. It's it's a, right. it's a, uh, it's an arc. It's like yeah. you're just swinging it. I always, you know. Yeah. So, it's hard to, you know. <laughs> I don't want to be that snob. I'm not a fan. No, of no, it's thing, not. But. No, no, it's it's not. Listen, cross all that. It's like, whatever you do, you know. I'm like, just move. It's, yeah, I'm like, yeah. Whatever. It, you know what? It got people in the community and it got them working out. That's true. And, you know, but people are always kind of like, my way is the best way, and this. And yeah. That, you know, I'm kind kind of like it all. Yeah, I don't, there's there's definitely um I, I try to make your own. You learn right. from everything. There's no one right way to do anything. Yeah. I feel like, but some ways are better than others. Well, so uh, again, it's like you know, there's a lot of ways to get up the mountain. Right. You know. And so, you know, you can take this path or you can go this path as long as it's safe. Yeah. And, you know, the two things is like you don't get injured. I mean, is it if you're doing something and you're going to get injured, then it's not good. Right. You know, and and are you going to get the benefit from it? You know, if you get the benefit, you know, so I've seen people do some funky stuff, but if it works for them. Yeah. Everybody's different. You know, every, everybody is different right. and everybody is different. Right. You know, I mean, what works for you and your different height and. Your body moves different, but yeah, yeah, and then you, I mean, you just gotta figure out like what, like, like me personally, like, I have terrible mobility in my ankles, so it's mm -hmm. like that's something I'm always like have to work around or something. So it's just like you, you just gotta work within your own capabilities and just try to improve from there. Yeah. Well, that's it. You improve. You do what you can. Yeah. You, know, you make your, uh, you turn your weaknesses into your strengths. Yeah. You make your strengths stronger. Yeah. That's what you do. You know. Yeah, you yeah, don't. Yeah. You know. A lot of people, like you were saying, with no legs, you don't neglect your weaknesses. Right. You know, you turn, you, you have shit. to, yeah, they'll come back to get you. Right. You know. Now, uh, you used to, we, we talked about this a little bit briefly at some point. You mentioned you used to, like, do some acting and some stunt work. Oh, I tried, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I way, yeah. How crazy was that? Like, did you ever get injured doing that? Doing stunt no, work? No. Just my ego and my. Yeah. Any fun stories mind. from those times? <laughs> I can remember the, the, the first stunt I got that got me in the union, I was doing extra work, background work, and it's um, it was a scene in Venice Beach. Yeah. And we're just, you know, called in your roller skates, people all around <laughs> bathing. You know, if you see a movie and it's Venice Beach, all those background people are not just Venice Beach people. They're all paid background right, and right. stuff. And I remember I was a background person, you know, just hanging out, and, and uh, it was a chase scene on the beach. And uh, the wrestler, Big John Studd, I don't know if you ever remember, he was like 6'9". He was a, a big WWE wrestler back okay. in the day. And he was being chased, and he ended up crashing into me in the scene and knocked me down. And I ended up getting, uh, what they say, get converted on the show. Oh. And I got upgraded. And, uh, yeah. Nice. That was like so you got some credit for that. Yeah. So. <laughs> but, yeah, it was just fun. That's just such an interesting world to be in. Like I have yeah, it's different now. I it's bet. Totally different. I bet. I have a friend who lives in LA, and he's he does a lot of like 
like some of the smaller roles, like background roles and different things. And man, I can just only imagine like being on set like all day and just some of the different things that you see. I bet, I bet it was some crazy times. Well, you know, it's like I pointed out. It's like I loved. I was a theater major. I loved right. acting. And, you know, like I said, I ended up going out to L.A. because I loved more movies right. growing up. So was that part of the goal, stuff. like, when you moved out there? Like, try to be in movies and shit? Yeah, yeah. trying to get in movies. And, yeah. and so, you know, I did movies. And then, uh, you know, I always worked out. And that's how I, I almost... You know, I always train. You know, I was thinking the other day how I actually got in with personal training. I mean, personal training hasn't always been around like that. I don't know. Did you ever hear Jake Steinfeld? Mm -mm. He was one of the, He was probably the first personal celebrity trainer you know now really? there's you know now anybody in la is if you live in la you train celebrities because yeah. there's celebrities around everywhere but yeah and uh you know i so i started you know i would train with friends you know i just worked out all the time and then one of my friends said you know we want you to train us and i was like you're my friends i'm not gonna you know I'm, you're my, we work out he's like well we're gonna hire a trainer so if you don't want to train us, well, I said, what time do you want me to be there tomorrow? You know, and I started training them. Oh, so you became and, a celebrity trainer. And so, no, well, this was just regular guys. I trained them. And then, you know, then one guy after a couple of weeks said, hey, my cousin wants to train. And, and so back then, like, you trained. Like, I trained people. There was uh, different gyms. Like, I'd go to Gold's Gym. There was one in North Hollywood and, and stuff. And uh, you would just go to the gym, and I'd say, okay, I'll train you buy a membership to Gold's Gym, and I'll meet you there at 9 o'clock. And then you'd start training people. You know, they would come at 9, and then you'd say, okay, now, back then I would train people an hour. Now I train people 30, 40 minutes. You know, it's way more intense and yeah. and different. And so I'd have people come every hour. And, and then so what happened was, this is what like probably late 80s, uh, early 90s. Then uh, so Gold's Gym, they saw that a lot of people, were having people come in and they were training people and then they said from now on you can't train clients here you have to you know pay us yeah to, to you know because them. yeah and then they started even going farther than that going you have to take our certification oh, to wow. train people there and stuff so and that's when i kind of like started doing it like i put it into my house okay. i went out and i bought some equipment and just started training people out of my house. I, some of that, like that dumbbell rack was in my first apartment in oh, wow. in Studio City. I mean, the stuff will last forever. Forever. If you, you know, if you use it. I mean, dumbbells, kettlebells, they're yeah. not, you know, I've had them forever. Yeah, weight doesn't really depreciate. It's just, yeah. it's just. But <laughs> I could have made some money. I mean, I gave away and lent out so much equipment during the pandemic. You know, oh, yeah. people would call me up. Hey, man, can I borrow some kettlebells and, I mean, and dumbbells. And yeah, you could have made some scratch. Yeah. Dang. Do you ever train with, like, clubs or maces or anything like that? You know, I never – I have uh, some maces, and I never – I follow people who do, yeah. and, uh, you know, I've just never really – I got, got into it. it. I know you took a course. Did you did it on it? Or? Yeah, I went down to on it, and I did their uh, their kettlebell, not their kettlebell, but I did their steel club and their steel mace yeah. course separately. I think they're great for mobility stuff and shoulder. And yeah, they're great for the shoulder. Yeah, grip strength. I mean, the mace has been around for thousands of years. Oh, yeah. Like, I mean, they've been using. I mean, all these tools have been. Yeah, I yeah. Mean, the kettlebells have been around for hundreds of years, yeah. and people were work out with bricks and things like that similar it's funny how other cultures like even martial arts like every like culture has their martial art and they're all kind of 
similar, you know? Yeah. It's just kind of evolves that they somehow come up with it. Yeah, so. that's, that's true. That's so true. Dang, man. Yeah, you've been in the fitness industry for a long time. I know you said you, yeah, you crowd yeah. Maga, right? Well, that's what got here, me to right? St. Louis. You I got me to here? St. Louis. Yeah, we opened. I had a friend. Uh, we moved here from L.A., yeah. uh, Sam Sade. He was one of the uh, top Krav Maga instructors in the country at the time. Oh. We trained together in L.A., and uh, we moved out here and opened up the first school. Wow. And from there, it's, you know, a lot of people have benefited and gone on from there. We had a school here for about eight years, and then uh, we closed up. But do you ever, did you ever do any like uh, like fight coordination or like consulting on little on bit some of that? Yeah, because I know bit. I think in the like the the Christopher Nolan Batman series, I know I think they had him doing a lot of Krav Maga on that. Um, I do believe. Yeah, I mean I know the the one movie that really made it famous uh, in the, Jennifer Lopez did the movie. I think it was Enough. Yeah. Where she played an abused, Noah Wiley was in it. She right. played an abused uh, woman. Right, and she was running and, from her and husband. And running from her husband. And it's funny because I trained uh, Bruce Young. He played her Krav Maga, karate, uh, uh, martial, uh, self-defense destructor, okay. in the movie. And he's originally from St. Louis. He's a, He was uh, worked a lot. He was a great actor. Oh, wow. I, mean, I, don't, I haven't talked to him in years and years. I don't even have uh, any idea where he is. But he was a, And I trained him for a while out in LA and you know that kind of put Krav Maga on, on the, the map yeah as far as yeah. you know people liked it I originally got into it uh one of my students a guy I trained yeah he would come it was an older guy he was in his 50s and he would come work out with me and every time he would get to my house he'd have like a black eye or he had a bruise <laughs> I'm like what's going on he's like oh I'm doing Krav Maga I love it I was like I gotta check this out it's you know club. and then I just yeah I just I just started and I loved it. Dang. You know, and it because yeah. you know, here's the thing. Is an at the time I was probably in my late thirties, you know, I, I'd done over the years Taekwondo and different martial arts and you know, I wasn't into the you know, the uniforms and you know, so my yeah, I had my sixteen year old, you know, Taekwondo instructor. <laughs> yes, sir. Not that I'm too good for that, but it's like right. I wanted something that, you know, was efficient that seemed like it would work more. Yeah. You know, yeah. And, you know, and, and wasn't about katas and forms and, you know, yeah. it was, you know, same you say, we were more martial, less art. Yeah. You know, and I mean, stuff with the elbows and the knees and the headbutts and that's all that applicable. Kind of stuff. Yeah. yeah. I feel like any martial art that's given out black belts to kids probably oh, isn't yeah. the most. We used legit. to say, I mean, and nothing against, I know, great, because I, I, my kids did Taekwondo. We used to kid and say, it's take your dope. Yeah, are you going to take your dough? You know, come six times, we'll give you a stripe, and then you. But it was always, you know what? Now kids don't get exercise; they don't have PE. Right. And all our martial arts instructors, the kids that had the kids, were always like, "Do your homework, listen to your parents." I mean, right. And they were getting exercise, and and it depends on the kid. You know, I mean, and anything. It's not, you know, people used to come to school and like, it's not Krav Maga, it's not Jiu-Jitsu, it's, it's the person. Yeah. You know, I know people that have never taken a self-defense class in their life, but if you attacked them on the street, you would have to kill them because they're not going to. It's the, the, yeah. that heart of a lion that's not going to quit, you know. Yeah. I mean, people used to, you know, that was one of the things with the school. They'd take a class and they, you know, you'd walk out of there and I'm like, don't go get a tattoo and don't go get in any fights. You know, it's like, you know, because it makes, well, first off, exercise and you feel like you're doing something. But, you know, to me, that's why I love jujitsu. It's the closest real thing that you can get to, like, combat. 
Yeah. Because even though you're doing reality in those things, you're not really hitting somebody. In jujitsu, someone's really trying to choke you. Right. And you know that feeling. You yeah. know, even in, in Krav, you're working on chokes. You know, it's not still, you know, it, it's not. You know, it's definitely it's, one it's of the all good. It's good. Yeah. It's definitely one of the few arts where you can, like, go all out and, and like, you're not probably going to get hurt. You know what I mean? Like, you can go roll with somebody. You can both go as hard as you possibly can, and either you get the submission or you don't. You know what I mean? Don't but be afraid to tap. That's what I've learned. Tap really tap off. <laughs> That's it. Take that Eons. And, and it's a learning process because we're not – you're not used to having people. Adults aren't used to having people like no. squeeze them and you know, yeah, lay on them and try to crush them. It's that know? stress training. I feel like that stress training is so important. Like I know that's a big thing with, um, like in the military. Like I mean, if, especially the high level operators. Like they stress train them constantly, constantly. Because when shit hits the fan, you got to be able to keep your cool. Yeah. And uh, that's a big thing, at least with jujitsu and a lot of martial arts, probably in general. But in, in particular, jujitsu. I mean, you get used to like having having somebody on you trying to like take your head off trying to choke you trying to break a limb and uh if you can learn to like breathe and be calm in that situation you can probably apply that to most any any kind of area of your life yeah yeah totally, <laughs> I totally agree. well no, I love it. mike you know it's been about an hour buddy no way yeah hour, are hour, you kidding me hour eight is what this says hour eight minutes so holy cow time's flying man dude this mm -hmm. has been a fun conversation um, oh, I appreciate you. I, I, yeah. I love, I mean, I, I can't stress enough how important it is for people to, to exercise and, and especially now, Yeah. you know, with everybody talks about the immune system and, you know. Well, dude, yeah. I mean, just be healthy. You're, you're, you're my Steve Maxwell because <laughs> I heard Steve Maxwell on Rogan one time and he was talking about like, oh, you can't really like. Like, you don't want to train with younger guys because they don't really know anything. And I'm just like, well, I don't really know anybody who's, like, around that age who's as active as he is. And then I met you. I'm like, holy shit. This guy yeah. is, like. Well, you mot I love people who work hard. Yeah. You know, I used to have people in my, in my they'd call me up and go, they, oh, yeah, I train really hard. And they'd come in. I'm like, that's not hard. Yeah, you know, I'd, I'd kid, and when clients would come in, I'd have one lady come in, and someone would be leaving. Oh, that lady works out really hard. It's like that's not even a warm up. Yeah, you know, but it's not. Again, it's like don't. It's not judging yourself against other people. It's judging yourself against yourself. And right. that was another thing with jujitsu. Was like, for me, it's it's like you know, I roll with these guys, and I'm always the worst one. <laughs> and they go, but you're better than you. You would beat the guy you were five years ago, 100%. or four years ago. Yeah. and I totally. I the I would kill the guy who was 20 years old when I thought I could do anything but it's yeah. it's you know so it's like there's a quote comparison is the thief of joy don't compare it to other people 100%. compare it to yourself you yeah. know and that's just the journey never ends man yeah. it doesn't end well dude you're just so motivating dude like we did that yoga class and like you're in there crushing it, like you're fucking doing yoga. You make no excuses. We hit that fucking stair workout. Like that. We'll was do it again, man. I love it. You were like one of the few guys who, <laughs> you know, I take people up there. It's like you, t you could tell, man. But I, you know, I immediately, I, you're just so humble, and I thought you were in great shape, and. You know, I respect you and what you do because I know that you can't get to the level where you are at without just going through it. Well, so, I'm just trying to be like you, so my friend. Man, just trying huh, to be man. like be you. Be better. That's what I always say. <laughs> you could be a lot better. You know? oh, man. man, one day. Um, awesome. Dude, I, if, is there anything um, 
like anywhere you'd like to direct the people to if they want to like check um, you out or anything? You know, I, you know, I, this pandemic has got me. You know, now I'm doing virtual training, which I look at the. You know, I always try to find the positive thing, and I'd yeah. always wanted to do kind of more of a online virtual. And I'm not that I'm old school, all that. You know, I like seeing people in person, but it's opened me up to that. I'm now I'm on Instagram and and Facebook, and I'm trying to work now on a website and try to you know get people you know and start doing more to reach out to more people right you know yeah and, and so you know i would say right now um mike diamond fitness on instagram and mike diamond on uh, facebook and i always like respond if you awesome. message me and interested in you know working out and so I, I, I like helping people and and I, like i said i've seen people make amazing changes in their life through exercise and so Dude, well, you're the perfect example. Well, thank you, man. Thanks again, my man. Awesome. Thank you. All right, everybody. Till next time. Hey, guys. Thank you so much for listening to that episode. I love you guys so, so much. Again, if you are finding value in these conversations, just hit the subscribe button, tell a friend, share the episode, leave a rating and review. All of these things help. And then big thank you to my friends over at Jumbo Superfoods. You can go to jumbocbd.com and check out their full line of products. They have sprays and drops. They have um, a ghee. They have an olive oil. I absolutely love their muscle bomb. I've talked about it at nauseum for sure. Uh, but it is for sure my favorite product that they have. The The Muscle Bomb, the 100 milligram, is kind of like a daily thing I use. Uh, I use it if I get a tattoo. I use it for the recovery of that. Just for bumps and bruises, I use it for that. Uh, but their 200 milligram extra strength is game-changing, especially whenever I really have uh, some aches and pains from jujitsu, and I just need something a little bit more than the 100 milligram. The 200 milligram does the trick for me. You guys can save 20% when you use the code outside. And then they are doing buy two, get one free of an item. So throw two of an item in your cart. You'll get the third one for free. And then you'll save 20% off of the entire deal. Cannot beat it. It's phenomenal. All of their products are made with premium ingredients. None of the fillers, none of the junk. If you want to, you can go to their website and check out the the test results everything is submitted to a laboratory a third-party laboratory for testing you can see those results on there and uh you won't be disappointed so check them out jombocbd.com use the code outside at checkout that is all i have for you today i love you all we will be back with another conversation very soon in the meantime just keep being rad human beings I'll see you later. Love you. Bye. Mwah.